hello, 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 and welcome to my podcast. It's the newest podcast, Believing Mothers, and I am your host, Christina McCory. I am a mother, daughter, sister, influencer, and very soon to be author, here to encourage single mothers to rediscover her true essence and walk in it, to re-embrace the honor and joy of motherhood, to reassume the responsibility to nurture, care for, and instruct her children, and to help single mothers build a prosperous, family-oriented household. Again, I am your host, Christina McCory, and welcome to Believing Mothers. Listen, if you could please do me a favor and follow and subscribe to my podcast and share it with others, especially mothers, of course, I would greatly appreciate it. And you can also like and follow my Instagram and Facebook page, both at Believing Mothers. So I am glad and excited to finally be here recording my very first episode on my new podcast, I am elated because it's been a journey. Oh my goodness, the journey to get here has been so long and hard. I had to fight through some stubborn obstacles, but you know what? The fight was so worth it. And it's because I believe that you are worth it. Your children, our children are worth the fight that I've had to face. Families have been in ruins and our children have been left comfortless for far too long. This generation has been suffering long enough and I am here to help bring healing and restoration for them. And I'm here to motivate and stir you to do the same. When children cry, it's always been their mothers who respond. And it's high time that we wake up from our slumber and respond to the cries of our children. We have heard of this generation and their young lives being snatched away by their peers, strangers, and even at the hands of their own mothers. And this is absolutely absurd. And you know what? Sitting on the sidelines and doing nothing, it makes us equally as cruel. And I just can't stay silent any longer. And I don't want mothers to stay silent any any longer. If anyone isn't willing to open up their mouth and speak on the behalf of this generation, I will. And I really hope that you're inspired to do the same. God has given every single mother the ability to nurture, support, guide, and teach, which are all components of love, their children and children that they just meet in crossing. We are solutionists. We resolve issues. We resolve problems. And that's because we have all been given Uh, level of influence. And so we're going to be discussing what happened to the mother, the abandonment of the maternal role, and how the image of the mother has dramatically changed over the years. I'm going to discuss single parenting and what that looks like for a single mother today, because it's totally different from what it looks like for a married mother. And so I'm going to discuss what obstacles single parents, single mothers must absolutely overcome. 
I'm also going to discuss how single mothers can be strengthened and be revived. It is so certainly needed after these past few years with the pandemic and the change in the economy and society and culture. We definitely need to be restored and to be strengthened because we carry a lot being you know, the mother, the provider, the the giver, the supporter. We need that. And so we're going to discuss that. And can somebody say it with me? Humility. Humility. It will most certainly be a major discussion. I'm going to tell you how admitting that we need help is 150% better than boasting and trying to do things thinking that we can do things and accomplish it in our own strength. That's just not true. Trust me when I tell you. So humility, 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 it is the key. Culture has done a tremendous job of cunningly coercing many to become so egregiously self-absorbed and obsessed with the opinions of man. So I'm going to be discussing the role that society and culture have played in our lives and our children's lives. And last, but certainly not least, I'll be discussing how we can reconcile for some and build for others our relationship with our children. I'm so excited about this. And it's so near and dear to my heart because I have seen so many broken mother and child relationships and it is so disheartening and sad and every child deserves and needs whether a child or whether you're in your adult years honestly you need that healthy relationship with your mother if your mother is still alive that is I would say the most important relationship that you can have with anybody uh, on the earth, period. It's your mom. It's who you came from. And so I want to discuss that with you. So now that you know the mission behind Believing Mothers, it's only fair that you know who I am, right? So in this very first episode, I will be discussing with you who I am. And I'm going to give you my reel because for so long, I was afraid to. I am going to be very transparent here and tell you who I am, tell you my story, my struggles, my victories, what I'm facing as the time goes on, as the episode you know, goes on. I'm going to share with you my experience because it entails my expertise. And I'm going to do so in hopes to inspire and motivate you as a woman and as a mother. I told you that I had to face some great obstacles to get here, right? And the greatest, one of the greatest obstacles that I had to fight against and overcome to get here was false identity. For so long, I had not a clue of who I was. And it was a struggle, y'all. I was very afraid about creating this podcast and raising my voice and letting it be heard because for so long, I didn't believe that I had a voice. And when I was told by God that I did, the voices of trauma and pain from my past, they rang louder in my ear. And I agree with the pain and the past over what God had said to me. And I was convinced that my voice didn't matter. Let me put a pause here because I want it to be known. I am a believer. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. And this is so essential 
because Christ and his lasting words about me, it's where I get my identity from. And that is so essential for me because it that's where I'm rooted in. It's what I needed to be rooted in all of this time. And now I'm rooted there. So I just want that to be known and also say that I am not here to argue about religion or to get into any debates about it. I am just stating my faith and everyone is welcome to listen no matter what your faith is. Okay, so back to my story. So I knew that I had a voice after hearing from God that I had one, but I was so afraid to use it. I was terrified. I had a huge fear of man, specifically their opinion about me. And this fear derived from rejection and trauma that I experienced in my childhood. So I was bullied and teased and rejected a lot. And I was done so by family and peers, but the knife twisting pain came from my family. Of course, family has the responsibility of not only loving you, but shifting, I'm sorry, shaping your identity. And for me, it really crushed me because I, as a little girl, I was super family oriented, loved my family, didn't want to be away from my family at all. And I just had such a strong desire to, you know, be around them and also to help others. And I was passionate about it. But after experiencing constant rejection and bullying, and I was told to shut up so much. Now, yes, I talked a lot because I wanted to ask questions. I was very inquisitive as a little girl. And it was because I wanted to know um, things, information, and I wanted to help people. And people just was not having it, y'all. And I heard a lot of shutting up and a lot of rejection. And it was just a lot of bullying. I was a small little girl. And so after experiencing all of that, I was broken. And I partnered with the rejection and the words of people and what was said to me. And as a result, that room demanding boldness and confidence that I had as a three, four, five, all the way up until eight years old, that little, that, that confidence that I had, it was on a fast decline by the age of nine. And I was no longer comfortable being around people, nor was I comfortable being myself. And I felt like something was wrong with me. And I had this fear that, um, you know, if my family, especially my sisters who, you know, are my supporters, um, if they didn't have my back, then I couldn't face the bullies outside of my house. And I was so afraid and I cowered away and I became shy, which was completely opposite of who and how I was. And I didn't have the terminology for it then, but what I was suffering from was social anxiety and low self-esteem and low self-worth. And and so I hated the new emotions that my heart was feeling, y'all. And I went from being full of joy the life of the party, the person who lit up the room and the one who was courageous and happy and jovial all the time to this very fearful and sad and despondent, depressed 
and lonely, you know, unwanted, rejected little girl who just felt voiceless. And I didn't want to feel that way anymore. And so what I did is I started to separate myself from others. I started to isolate. And that means even when I'm in a room with others, I would drown them out. What I started to do was listen to music very loudly in my ears with my headphones to just drown people out because I was so afraid of hearing the opinions of man. And this decision, I absolutely hate that I ever began this because it grew into a horrible habit that I'm contending with y'all even to this day. And it's decades later, right? And it was a horrible decision because First of all, no one should be alone. Nobody was created to be by themselves. But I thought that it was a good decision for me as a child, again, because in a sense, I thought that I was protecting myself. And what I did not identify with then is the more that I stayed by myself, the louder the pain became the louder the pain became in my ear. So all of the rejection and all of those things, they got really, really loud in my ear. Rejection, in my own words, is a denial of the opinions or suggestions of a person and or even the person themselves. Rejection is something that everyone experiences. However, rejection from family can be very traumatic as it produces a sense of betrayal. The pain of rejection manipulates how a person thinks and feels about themselves, and it can push them into a dangerous place such as isolation. No one, especially a child, should be left to deal with this emotional and mental pain alone. If you, like me, have experienced childhood trauma, such as rejection and isolation, and you want to overcome these issues, I encourage you to seek out professional help by way of counseling or therapy. Additionally, know that you can choose not to accept the negative and hurtful words that others say to you. Remember, it's only their opinion, and it does not solidify who you are. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. We have all been created equally and have very special worth. Lastly, remember to always be mindful of how and what you say to your child or children. As a mother, our words matter and carry so much weight on our children. We are to build them up, not tear them down. So make sure your words are laced with love. Remember, you were designed as a safe place for your child. So be open to their views and opinions, even if you don't agree with them. And be careful not to push them away. So I am so excited that you stuck with me through my first episode. Thank you so, so much. Please be sure to share my podcast with others, okay? And on the next episode, I am going to discuss the downward spiral that I went on and how I even began to self-reject because of the rejection done to me. 
and I'm also going to discuss what terrible damage that caused my relationships y'all okay thank you again y'all and remember to stay up to date for the release of the following episodes and all that's happening with believing mothers follow and like my pages <laughs> both on instagram and facebook at believing mothers until next time believe that you are a great mother and woman and you are made for more bye bye